Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2336. You know, August means car week, and today we have a guest who launches that week with a wonderful Concours. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Monterey, California. Well, there's a great reason for being in Monterey, and that is upcoming in August, the wonderful Car Week. And we're going to be talking about that today with a returning guest, Rick Barnett. Rick, welcome back to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear? And are you ready to release the glitch? Ready to go. All right. We're going to have some fun. Now, I'm going to give you a proper introduction. And I've asked you this question before, but I'm hoping you'll dig deep and find something new for me. I always ask my guests this question. One little thing that people don't know about Rick Barnett. Uh, well, let's see. What would they not know? Hmm. So I have been an art collector for a number of years. And so my real passion really started back in uh, 1987 when we built our first house and uh, started coming to Carmel to buy art for the home. And since 1987, I have been a passionate art collector and enthusiast. Well, very cool. Do you have a favorite style? Yeah, you know, uh, romantic realism is really something that I've always leaned towards. So, uh, you know, there's so many different styles of art, and I enjoy all of them. Artists like Thomas Hill, you know, the early California artists were always a favorite of mine. But, you know, quite frankly, I can lean towards a number of different a uh, number of different artists, both contemporary and old world. So I, I really enjoy all kinds of art. I noticed and I, I heard about this, I think it was last year, and they do this in the automotive world, too, for very high-end pieces of art and cars, uh-huh. companies that you can actually buy a fractional ownership. Now, I'm talking about art that is multi-multi-multi-million dollar pieces of art, but you can own a piece of a Picasso or Renoir or something. You can do the same for high-end cars and so forth. I kind of found that interesting, but right. to me, it kind of goes against the idea of actually enjoying and having a piece of art that you probably can't, unless they send that around to people's houses, which I'm sure they don't. Hey, have a Renoir on the wall for a while, you know? Yeah, well, you know, art is an interesting thing. It is all about emotion. And typically, art isn't something that it takes a long time to appreciate. In other words, I think it's very, art tends to be fairly impulsive. Uh, You'll take a look at a piece of artwork And within a matter of seconds, you'll decide whether you like it or not. Uh, It's not something that takes time to settle in. Right now, I'm representing a a piece of work uh, by Bob Gill. Bob was an amazing illustrator and uh, died a number of years ago, survived by his wife in New York City. But the piece is eight feet tall by 14 feet wide. What? Yeah, and it was commissioned by Porsche to introduce the new 911 at Laguna Seca back in 1971. And so the, the, the painting was used as a backdrop for the Porsche in the foreground. And it has uh, five tracks that are represented on the piece. The center piece has a 917 
it's just an amazing piece of artwork, a fantastic illustrator. So as Rensport gets ready to come to Monterey this September, I'll be representing that piece. And it is an amazing piece of work. So art can be so subjective. If you could be looking at an Andy Warhol and love it, and then you can turn right around and look at a Thomas Kincaid, which is completely the opposite, and fall in love with that work as well. So uh, the spectrum is wide. Yes, absolutely. Going to need a bigger house for a painting that big. Uh, at least I will That's for right. sure. But uh, I look yeah. forward to seeing seeing that at Rensport. I've got my plans made to attend that event this year. So let me introduce you. We're going to dive into what's happening this year. Rick Barnett is the director of Monterey Motorsports and the Pasadena Concourse Celebration that kicks off Monterey Car Week in August. This year, they welcome the 60th anniversary celebration of the Porsche 911 the Ferrari GTO, and the Ford GT. The event takes place at the Club at Pasadero, a wonderful venue. Since 2019, this event has showcased some of the finest automobiles in the world and is the first stop to the Monterey Peninsula's annual prestigious Car Week. Together with the Coast to Copper Tour and sponsor support, the Concours has raised over $130,000 for Casa of Monterey County, the Bridge Addiction Recovery Program, and the Laguna Seca Raceway Foundation. The concert actually takes place on Thursday, August 10th. To learn more, go to PasadoraConcord.com. We'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our sponsors. So give them a little listen. Buckle up. Car Week's coming. We'll be right back. Years ago, when it was time to renew my collector car insurance policy, my carrier's rates went up way up, but my usage was the same and I never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. So what's with that? So I turned to American Collectors Insurance. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? Then it's time to look around and call American Collectors Insurance. I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, I'm glad I did. I saved hundreds of dollars every year and slept better at night knowing my baby was properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by their history of taking great care of their clients. What could be better than that? So give them a call and ask for a quote today. 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love like I did with American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Did you know that Cars Yeah! is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership, according to Lipson, the premier RSS feed for podcasts in the United States? That's right. Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Cars Yeah! is one of their top 10 car podcasts for you to enjoy. Cars Yeah! has experienced tremendous growth, plus, your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars Yeah! every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique and very personal way? Well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark at carsyeah.com or through the website at carsyeah.com today to learn more. For several years now, you've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine. I've been a subscriber since the start. Their talented and creative team brings you a spectacular publication and website that shares the automotive passion from a worldwide perspective. Linkage is about driving, restoring, collecting, and firsthand experience at collector car auctions and more. 
They bring you real-world values plus rational, experienced opinions on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. So, Rick, let's talk about this year's Pasadena Concourse Celebration. You've got some special things planned, so I'll let you take it away. What are we going to see? Well, this year is the fifth anniversary of a gathering of, of exceptional collector cars at the club at Pasadena, which borders Laguna Seca Raceway. We're very fortunate as a member of the club and also a resident in Pasadena to be able to wake up every morning and hear the roar of the engines from the background, Mark. <laughs> nice. You can imagine that that was a big selling point for me when I decided to move over to Pasadena. I wanted to be able to hear those car engines revving in the morning. Pasadena is a great place, great club, amazing private club that is on uh, Highway 68 right next to Laguna Seca. Back in 2018, I was asked by members of the club to create a, a showcase of automobiles that would be, for lack of a better term, informal. In other words, going back, turning back the hands of time to the early days of the Concours uh, at Pebble Beach and remembering those days, as I think you and I have shared before, where my first Concours event, dating back to 1979, gosh, I parked my Eldorado convertible about, uh, about two blocks, three blocks away from the entrance to the club and uh, just walked right on. I think I paid $35. <laughs> to get in and found a spot on the lawn and, and went out on my first date with my what would be my wife. But those were simpler times back then in 1979 and 1980 and 1981 and 82. Things started to shift mid-80s and by the 90s, the Concours d'Elegance at Pebble Beach was was up and running and, uh, and screaming. A lot of us remember, a lot of car collectors remember those simpler times. And so the intent was to bring back that relaxed, informal atmosphere to a car show and attract uh, those kinds of uh, viewers, those kinds of guests to that type of an event. And we did that beginning in 2019. And so this year, 2023, the fifth year that the gathering of cars has assembled at Pasadena, we have something very special. We're celebrating the 60th anniversary of three very important vehicles historically the introduction of Porsche's 911, the swan song or finale of the Ferrari GTO, 250 GTO, and the introduction of the Ford GT and why I think GT40 and why I think this is such an important year is if you know those cars, and Mark, I know you do, we can look at not just performance, but technical aspects of those cars that were on their way in or on their way out. And so from a technical perspective, from a design perspective, uh, from a performance perspective, uh, this 60th anniversary is historically very special for all three of these different manufacturers and all three of these particular cars. Well, it'll be fun. And you'll be having a pretty good number of each of those marks on the lawn, I think if I recall, looking at your website, up to 60 selected entries will be staged from those feature marks. Will we? Now, I know there weren't 60 Ferrari GTOs, 
there weren't. <laughs> but no, uh, no. let's talk about the different marks that'll be there and maybe the different variety of cars for those marks. Sure. Well, we'll see Porsche 911. We'll see a, a, a stable of Ferraris and we'll see four GTs represented. And so the intent here is not just to showcase those three models because we will see uh, other cars. This is an alumni celebration, Mark. So this dates back to 2019 when exhibitors brought their cars to Pasadena for the first time. And of all of the alumni entries that have happened since 2019, the jury will select a spattering of cornucopia of entries dating back to 2019 that have showcased at Pasadena, and those cars will be chosen. And so uh, will there be exclusively 911s? No. Will there be exclusively Ferrari GTOs? Obviously not. Ford GT, uh, 40? No. The first and foremost will be the celebration of the alumni that uh, will be selected by the jury to attend the event. And yes, there will be very interesting Ferraris, very interesting 911s, and of course, interesting Fords as well. We're excited about this. This is going to be a very, very unique event in that it is going to be casual. We've limited the number of tickets for entry. So, uh, it, you know, there's not going to be a huge crowd. We uh, expect uh, great food. There'll be champagne that will be served throughout the event. And Waterford has stepped up. We're very grateful. Uh, Water, Waterford of Ireland has stepped up and provided us uh, best of class awards that will be presented for international, domestic, and best of show competitors and exhibitors will be in, uh, encouraged to bring a guest, share in the experience. There'll be a VIP lounge. There'll be a raffle drawing for charity that will fund all three of the charities that we have listed. And we have a couple of surprises that are coming our way that have not yet been confirmed. But if people will uh, look to the website, they'll be able to see the updates as they uh, as they uh, march forward. So the atmosphere here for your event and is really more of a, a gathering versus a lot of larger Concours events where they are what they are, but there's just lots of people. It gets a little crowded sometimes. This is going to be a lot yep. more intimate. This is going to be very much a social event of alumni exhibitors that have shown their cars both at the concourse at Pasadena as well as uh, the Coast to Copper Run that began a couple of years ago, started out in Pebble Beach and works its way up to the little town of Copperopolis, California, destination points in between. So those exhibitors that participated in the Coast to Copper Run as well as past Pasadena Concours events are invited to apply to have their car featured and for them to attend. Yeah, very cool. That Coast to Copper Tour usually takes place in what month? Uh, in the spring. So uh, this next year, in 2024, the Coast to Copper event will happen in April. It will launch at the Lodge at Pebble Beach. The group will have breakfast there, and then we'll work our way through the Del Monte Forest, parts of the old race course that started the race in the forest, as you and I have spoken about before, in the in the mid-50s. Phil Hill was one of the drivers, of course, during that period of time. We'll work our way through segments of that old course and then up Highway 1 to have lunch at the Ritz-Carlton in Half Moon Bay. The cars will be uh, displayed there, and from the Ritz-Carlton, we'll work our way through Niles Canyon, which is a fascinating stretch of road that goes from the Bay Area towards the Central Valley. 
we'll have the cars moving through Niles Canyon. And then ultimately that evening on Friday evening, um, yeah, on Friday evening, we'll end up at Copperopolis. The following day, we will all leave Copperopolis and work our way up to Yosemite. We'll be at the Awani that afternoon having lunch and enjoying uh, Yosemite Valley. Saturday night, we'll work our way back for a, a, an awards banquet. Saturday and then Sunday, we will do a Concours event around Town Square at, uh, at Copperopolis. So it's a three-day event, fabulous drive, absolutely fabulous drive. I just got back from Yosemite a couple of days ago, and, uh, and the road that we will be taking leading up to the park is amazing. This will be a tour that uh, you won't want to miss. And uh, yes, Yosemite, boy, uh, the water's flowing this year from the snowpack. It's absolutely spectacular. Can anybody go to the website and sign up to participate in this drive? Uh, yes, yeah. So you'll want to go to Monterey Motorsports, so plural, MontereyMotorsports.com. And when you call up that particular website, you, you get to the homepage. You'll see both Monterey Car, Work, Car Week alumni celebration 2023 for registration, and then also the Legends Tour, which is what it's called for next year. The Legends Tour beginning April 18th through the 21st, and you can just sign up and punch in the registration link. What kind of cars are accepted for the drive? This is one of those events where we're going to continue the celebration of the 911, the Ferrari GTO, and the Ford GT. It'll be the, the finale of that celebration next year. However, it's interesting because I've already been contacted by the Mustang Club, and uh, and they're very interested in participating in the event because, as we all know, 64 and a half was the Mustang, right? Yep. 64 and a half. Uh, I think it was it. Am I right? Was it a 260 V8? I think it was. I think the 289 happened in, in 65. I think the, the uh, 64 and a half was a 260 V8. I think you're right, but I know the Carjow listeners will correct us if we're wrong. So, <laughs> But I think yeah. you're right, yeah. Yeah, so the Mustang Club, and then also Bentley, uh, as we all remember, or should remember, uh, Bentley had a banner year in uh, 1924 at Le Mans. So, you know, we'll see some Bentleys on the tour. We'll see some interesting uh, Mustangs, as well as Porsche, Ferrari, and, and Ford. Very cool. Now, I know in the past you've had special artists to do event posters. James Caldwell, who's a past guest here, Simon Bull. Will you have a special artist this year for a uh, event poster? We are. So the August 10th event will not have a poster. We will be featuring all five of the former posters on display However, we will have some artwork on exhibit at the August 10th event, and then we will have chosen the tour artist during the course of the year, and we will have a special tour poster that will be created, a limited edition tour poster that will be created for the 2024 event. Nice. Can't wait to see that. It'll be yeah. spectacular. Very cool. So I always like to ask uh, some questions, but since you've been on the, the show before, I'm going to change these up yep. a little bit for you. Sure. Uh, one of them is a special vehicle story. So I'm going to pose the question this way. Of the cars you know so far that are going to attend this year, if I could park one of those in your garage and hand it over to you, what would it be and why? <laughs> oh, man. So what would it be and why? So I'll tell you, there is an interesting car that will be showing up, and I'm just like absolutely crazy about the car. It's a 1965 Maserati Mistral that will be there. 
Uh, Larry Menser did the restoration on this car. It took a number of years. It is just the epitome of elegance from a grand touring sports GT. It is an amazing vehicle. And, and of course, the restoration on this car is absolutely flawless. And so that particular car, I've seen it before. I've not sat in it, but it looks incredibly comfortable. The luggage section looks like, you know, it would be a great weekend getaway up to Napa with my wife. Just that particular car is just outstanding. And it will be on exhibit at this year's August 10th event. Yeah, those are pretty cool. I guess we'd call that a Gran Turismo style car. Definitely. A great car to uh, take on your tour. I think it would be quite nice. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 Larry just uh, detailed to the nth degree. And so the car is, I'm sure the car is better than it was new. And uh, the paint color and the, the, the the color of the interior, the way he's moved through it, it's just absolutely an amazing car. So that particular car, which rarely gets seen by the uh, by the public, that particular car will be on exhibit at our show. Nice. That'll be something to yeah. look forward to. Yeah. Now, there's another question that I ask guests, and it's probably one of the tougher questions for people to answer. And I'm going to make it even harder for you, but since you're a four-timer, here on Cars, yeah. yeah. I have the utmost security that you're going to come through for me here. Okay. If your event, your Concours event, were a vehicle, just one vehicle, reincarnated, manifest as one vehicle, what would the Concours Pasadera be, but more importantly, why? Okay. Let me think that one through. I guess as, as it relates to this year's event, what I would probably have to say is that a classic, a classic 911 would probably be the car. I, you know, I, I think, huh, huh, huh. <laughs> I know it's a tough one. You know, it's interesting. So I'm thinking back on cars that had this big impact on me in my life. And then thinking about which one would be best represented at this event. And I would say that we all remember in 1970, 71, when uh, Steve McQueen did Le Mans, and uh, and we got to see a real race car movie. I mean, it was a real race car movie. And I remember going to the drive-in in Rancho Cordova, uh, California, outside of uh, Sacramento. I had a Lotus Europa, and oh, wow. I sat in the drive. I sat in the drive-in just myself with my right hand on the. Uh, <laughs> on the shifter, right, yeah. <laughs> on the shifter, on the shifter, it was right there. And I'm, I'm watching this, this movie unfold, and I just couldn't, I just couldn't let loose of the shifter. I was, you know, as, as, as the cars would take the turns, yeah. I would grab a hold of that shifter, <laughs> you know, and, and, nice. and clutch onto that thing. Uh, but I, but the scene that I remember, that we all remember, of course, is at the very beginning of the movie. We're seeing the regular road, the typical road. The course, uh, the the race hasn't happened yet, and Steve is driving the 911s. I think it was a 70, and he pulls up, and the camera pans, and we get to see the back of his head, and then we get to see the front of his face, and he's standing in front. He's opened the door, and and I've always thought, gosh, wouldn't it be amazing? Even if it was a tribute car, I would love to have that particular 911s on exhibit. I don't think we'll have it this year, but but gosh, I would love to have that. I think that probably would be the car this year. That car sold, I believe it was Arm Sotheby's back in 2011 for $1.375 million. 
dollars. Now, I know early 911s have come up in value, but not close to that. But when it's Steve McQueen's car, that's pretty darn special. But uh, yeah, I had a 72S, and that era of 911 to me is, uh, yeah, the epitome is kind of a quintessential year. I think the only thing better would be a uh, RS Carrera uh, from 73. But yeah, that would be cool. I, I like that. Now, I've got to ask, being in that little Lotus, could you even see over the car in front of you at the drive-in? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, you've been in one, I'm sure, and yep. <laughs> your butt is your butt can't be more than 12 inches yeah. off the ground. Yeah, I mean, it's on I'd, the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's got but it's got a fairly long raking windshield so you get you have a fairly good view out nice nice well nice answer to that question we'd be remiss not to comment on the charities that you guys are supporting uh, almost every concord that i'm involved with and have had people on the show it's all about raising money for helping others and you guys raise money for three wonderful parts of the monterey peninsula area can we start talking about uh, casa of monterey county Sure. So CASA, which is the court-appointed special advocate program, works very closely with the court system, obviously. And you're dealing with uh, with children who are, for lack of a better term, displaced. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're sort of caught in the system. And so uh, these children are looking, needing mentorship. In, in most cases, most all cases, they are without that. And so CASA steps in and provides a court-appointed special advocate, an individual that uh, will work closely with the, with the child to be able to provide mentorship, guidance, direction, hope. You know, we've, we've all heard the, the, the old adage, you can live 40 days without food, you can live four days without water, but you can't live another second without hope. These are kids that have fallen through the cracks, many of whom uh, do not have hope. And so CASA steps in working with a foster care program and other community organizations to provide mentorship and hope for those children that are really stuck between the cracks. Nice. So it's a great program. It's yeah. a great program, Mark. Oh, most yeah. definitely. The Bridge Restoration Ministry is another one that you guys support that's so important. Yeah. You know, uh, you'd have to be, you'd have to be under a rock to not hear and know of the incredible fentanyl crisis that our country is going through. They estimate, based on who they are, but uh, there's an estimate that over 120,000 individuals will die this year from fentanyl poisoning, fentanyl overdose alone. Wow. We're not talking about anything else. We're talking about just fentanyl, over 120,000 people. And, um, And what a lot of people don't realize is that you can have as much as a grain of salt of fentanyl and it can kill you, it can stop your heart. And so the opioid addiction crisis that we are in right now, alcohol, marijuana, all of these different drugs, some of which now have become somehow or another socially acceptable uh, and even legal in some cases. I know, it's incredible. Um, I I don't understand it. Yeah, yeah. all All lead to addiction that can create an addictive lifestyle. So our job with the bridge now after 16 years is to reach out to men and women, in some cases, very notable names in the community. In other cases, uh, we're talking about the governor actually referring a, a light sentence person over to us and, uh, and the bridge will take care of them for a year, feed them, clothe them, take care of their medical 
and bring them through a redirection in life and vocational training so that uh, not only can they, in many cases, complete their education, but also then be properly trained for a new vocation uh, once they graduate the program. We have them for a year. There's an extension for another year. We receive no government funding. It's all individual-based. So we're very grateful for In-N-Out Burger, Public Storage. There are a number of companies that contribute to us each year, and we're very grateful for their participation. Spectacular. And last but not least, the Laguna Seca Raceway Foundation. Yeah, well, we talked about it earlier. Without the influences of the Laguna Seca Raceway Foundation in our county and with the track itself, you know, I'm not sure how far along we would be in the restoration of the track. But bottom line is this, that uh, Ross Merrill, who's the president of the foundation, and all of, all of the board members have done an outstanding job of putting focus on not just the entertainment value of the track, but also the safety of the track. And so there's a great deal of money and focus placed on the, conti- the, the quality continuing op- application uh, of the track to the county and to the racing community internationally. So Laguna Seca Raceway Foundation is a great, great organization that uh, helps an awful lot of young people as well as seasoned pros enjoy the sport of automobile racing. Well, and the track is undergoing a major, major, probably the biggest renovation I've seen and probably the biggest since the beginning right now. Can you touch a little bit on that since you're a local there and you see what's going on? By the way, before you answer that, you can go online and watch live video of what's going on almost every day and see for yourself. But this year when we all show up during Car Week, uh, the track's going to be spectacular. Yeah. Well, in fact, I would I would recommend that anybody that has an interest go online and actually see it, see work in progress. Yes, I would recommend they do that. But really, there are two main factors. Uh, the bridge has been redone, uh, so uh, which was huge, needed to be redone. The bridge is being redone, and then also the track uh, being resurfaced. And there are a number of safety things that have been put into the restoration of the track. So what we're going to see this year, and what you will experience when you come to Rensport, uh, Mark is going to be really just uh, such an appreciation for one of the most amazing race courses in the world. And, uh, and it is special. It's going to be very, very cool. Well, you've taken us on another wonderful journey uh, to get us all lathered up here for the upcoming Concord Pasadera and, of course, next year's uh, tour that you're going to be putting on. Before I let you go today, are there any uh, words of, as if you haven't already done it, motivation, inspiration uh, to get people out to your event? Well, I, I would say this, that anybody that is that is a car enthusiast, and, you know, again, we've spoken about this before, Mark. I one of the wonderful things about collecting cars or being an enthusiast of an automobile is that you could have anything from, uh, this is going to be a, a stretch for some people, but you could have anything from an AMC Pacer all the way up to a, uh, oh my gosh, you know, name the car, yeah. uh, up to a 917 and everything in between. And you can enjoy the joy of car collecting. You can enjoy being around a car community. I would encourage people to to get involved in cars and coffee and and uh, and in this particular case with uh, the event that is happening in Pasadena, the alumni celebration, the fifth anniversary alumni celebration. I would just encourage people to go online, go to mon- MontereyMotorsports.com. That's plural, 
montereymotorsports.com and you'll see all of the fun things that are going to be happening on August 10th. And of course, also information about next year's Coast to Copper Tour that will be happening in April. So uh, lots of fun, just a, a great time for automobile enthusiasts of all ages, by the way. Absolutely. So uh, stretch out that uh, Car Week tour that you're planning this summer, your trips uh, a few extra days before to kind of launch everything. Then you have a nice little break to relax, go to the beach, uh, play some golf, do whatever you like to do in the area, and then the rest of the festivities for that week will begin. Uh, I'll put all the links on Rick's show notes page, but again, easy to find, Monterey Motorsports, plural, dot com. Hey, Rick, congratulations on a five-year anniversary for this event. These events are not easy to put up. Congratulations to you and the wonderful team of volunteers. I know that you have that help with all of the aspects of putting a show like this together. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you at the Concord at Pasadena. Thanks a lot, Mark. As always, a lot of fun. Very much a privilege to be part of it. Thanks a lot, Mark. Thank you. If you're listening to this program, there's a pretty good chance you believe what I believe, that the collector vehicles we love are more than just a means of getting from one place to the other. They're a part of our culture, our identity, and as a people, they bring us together at vintage races, classic car auctions, and thousand-mile rallies. That's why I support the RPM Foundation, which exists to ensure that the critical skills necessary to preserve and restore these important vehicles aren't lost to time. RPM stands for Restoration, Preservation, and Mentorship. And their goal is to inspire the next generation of vehicle restoration professionals through its outreach programs. And they include Shop Hop, Off to the Races, the RPM Future Class, and many others. These programs engage talented young people across the country and connect them with mentors and a variety of opportunities in the industry. For more information on how the RPM Foundation is driving the future of collector vehicles skill trade, visit rpm.foundation today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.